What's going on, guys? This is Listen Up Podcast. I am your host, Jay Fit. Listen the fuck up. All right, guys, I know it's been a minute since I've done a podcast, but I've been working and it's all good. But right now, today, I have uh, my first, um, what do you call it, guest? <laughs> my boy, Chris Ortega. Chris Ortega Fitness. This guy is a beast in the gym. We've worked out a few times. He's a police officer. He's a father. He's a veteran. And he just launched his online training business. So one of the things we're going to get into is just talking about fitness lifestyle. And we're going to go from here. How you doing, bro? Chilling, man. Chilling. Trying to trying to stay in shape, man. And <laughs> go to work. <laughs> catch bad guys and uh, get this business business going, man. Okay. So, all right, man. So, you were in the Army, right? Yeah. All right, that's what's up. So, with Memorial Day coming up. So, tell me, how, lo- how long were you in the Army for, bro? Uh, For about four years. Four years? Yeah, four years. How'd you like it? It was a life-changing experience, man. Like, I was a bad kid. So, going to the military, it, it pretty much just, like, changed my life. Uh, it uh-huh. gave me structure and discipline and all that. Because I didn't have anything before that. Uh-huh. And then, uh, yeah, as soon as I, I mean, I went to basic training... And then right after basic, went to my individual training. I was a combat medic, so I went to medic school. And then as soon as I got out of there, they're like, you're going to war, man. Get on the plane. <laughs> I swear, bro, it was, it was like not even a month after okay. I got out of training. So how old were you when you went to basic? Uh, like, was I 20, 19 or 20? 19, 20? Yeah, like 19. Dude, I went to basic training for the Navy when I was 17. I had to get my parents to sign, to sign for hell, me. What for real? Yeah, I was 17. <laughs> I was literally six weeks after graduating high school, I was gone. I Dang. could not wait to leave. I was seven. I was the youngest person in my division. Damn, that's crazy. So, uh, so yeah, I did sixteen. Uh, excuse me, seventeen, and you were nineteen. Nineteen. All right. What What year did you go in? Two thousand eight. Okay. So I remember you, the day, April eight, two thousand eight. Oh, so you already you 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 went in when I got out. Oh, for real? Yeah, I got out in two thousand seven. <laughs> Holy crap! That's what's up. So, how'd you like being a combat medic? Shoot, man, it was crazy, man. I saw all kind of stuff. Legs blown off, intestines hanging out, freaking babies shot. And, like, I saw, like, just pretty much everything you think you could mm-hmm. see, man, I saw it every day. Because the year that we were in Afghanistan was, like, one of the bloodiest years. I think 2009, 2010, and then, like, 2011. I think those were, like, the bloodiest years in Afghanistan. Yeah, I remember. Uh, I would fo- I would always follow up on the, on the news, watching it. I always wanted to stay connected with it, seeing what was going on. Because I was still in the reserve at that yeah. time. And, dude, I f- fucking hated the reserves. <laughs> but, man, dude, that's, you know, see, listening to you say that, bro, that's some pretty hardcore stuff to see. I mean, to, to hear. Yeah. To hear. So, and, uh, so what year did you get out? In 2012. So I did my four years, and then I was up in uh, Fort Drum, New York. It was, like, it was so cold up there, man. They would send soldiers from Alaska to Fort Drum for cold winter training. That's how cold it was. So from Alaska, they were sending from Alaska to Fort Drum for <laughs> train. So once my four years is up, I was like, man, I want to go back home. Like I don't care. I don't want to reenlist. And then uh-huh. I was having like relationship problems with like my ex wife and stuff like that. So I, was like, I just want to go home and, uh-huh. and just do my thing at home and stuff like that. Okay. So, yeah, so you what you got out in two thousand two thousand twelve two thousand twelve eight two thousand twelve. Okay. So like most veterans, I know I went through this. So when you get out of like the military. You kind of have like that separation anxiety, like transfer, uh, tra- transitioning from military life to civilian life. I don't know. I I really didn't for some reason. I was excited, man. Real? Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why. I was just excited because I wanted to come back and like start a business 
and like I want to do things or what. I was just excited to come back home. So yeah. I didn't really have anxiety or nothing like that. But it was still like a, there was still like a transition because I didn't have no job or nothing like that. And then, like too, like what was I doing? I was like DJing back then, like spinning records and stuff. Well, I was doing that before I went to the military. Uh-huh. So basically, I just wanted to go back to the life that I was doing before the military. So. Dude, when I was in the military, I actually had a little DJ set up in my uh, in my in my room in my apartment. Oh, for real? Yeah, in my townhouse. <laughs> I had like I would buy all all my stuff from my brother-in-law, yeah. and because uh, he he's a, he was a really good DJ. He's a really good DJ. So he would sell me all his old turntables mm-hmm. that because he, he was always getting the new stuff. Oh, so I bought his record players. Mm-hmm. His, uh, then I bought his CD ones, and then yeah. I stuck stuck with those. I bought his mixer. Yeah. I even think I bought some of his speakers. And I would always keep them in my room and start mixing yeah. stuff. I was never good at the shit though. Dang. <laughs> <laughs> All right, dude. So your dad. So you got a boy, boy or girl? Uh, I got two girls. I got one girl, um, and then I just recently got married in November, and then she had a girl. So now I got two. That's what's up, dude. That's what's up. How old are they? Uh, well, my daughter with my wife, I just got married with. She's six. Emily is six, and then mm-hmm. my daughter with my ex-wife that I was with in the military. She's eight. She's eight, so six yeah. and eight. Yeah. How's what's it like being a dad of two girls? Man, they're divas, man. <laughs> they want all the pretty, sparkly, you know, diamonds and stuff, Barbies and dresses and makeup and all, man. I'm, just, I'm not looking forward to them growing up and stuff because it sounds like you're gonna have to get this online train, training business going yeah man quinceaneras are expensive man. yo well, the quinceaneras are gonna be I'm pretty sure you got a lot of DJ connections yeah with that start calling in them favors for real hey man yeah. help me out bro do me a favor uh, that's, that's, that's what's up man so your, your fitness dude mm. tell me about it what's your workout routine like right now well right now I'm trying to stay it's kind of like a mix, like a hybrid kind of thing. Because okay. I like bodybuilding. I want to get big as fuck, you know what I mean? Big as possible. Swole, strong, and shit like that. But I also want to be be able to fucking run, uh-huh. be fast. Because I get into foot chases all the fucking time at work, man. Dude, like, you're, you're a pretty big fucking guy now, man. Like, thanks, man. Appreciate like, it. You, make, you make me feel small. Like, I think I, need up, to, I think I need to go hit some weights. We should have hit some weights before this workout. So that way get my confidence up a little bit. But yeah, I'm trying to keep my cardio good so I can run and stuff like that so i'm trying to do like a little bit of like boxing and stuff like that or like run every every time that i, I go to workout i run two miles right away okay before i even work out because if i wait till the end of the workout i'm not yeah, gonna want to run you're not gonna do it because if i'm just you know lifting heavy as fuck like i normally do by the end i'm like i don't want to run <laughs> but if i do that at first at the beginning mm-hmm. i feel good i don't feel like i wasted too much energy where i can still go push heavy you know what i mean okay that's so, what's up yeah so how often do you hit the weights Every day, man. There's maybe like one day out of the week where I won't lift heavy. Mm. And the only reason why is because my schedule is so busy where I won't have time to. It's not that I don't want to. Like, uh-huh. my rest day is just not hitting that muscle that day. Okay. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, like, my rest day is just letting that muscle group rest and doing another muscle group or whatever. So, okay. I, I, I like lifting every day. I'm addicted to it, man. Honestly. Yeah, I just. That's, that's what's up, bro. That's what's up. So you're lifting weights every day. You're doing more of a hybrid style training. Yeah, that's that's what's up. Like dude. a tactical bodybuilding. You okay. know what I mean? That's what I like to call it. Like, ta- like uh, what's his name? Uh, uh, Real world tactical. Yeah, yeah. Like kind of some dude, shit like that. That guy's a beast, man. Like, Actually, got to meet him one time. And uh, standing next to that fucking dude. He's huge, though. That right? dude is huge, man. He's quiet. Yeah. Really quiet, but he is huge. He's a huge dude. He's, and also, you know, he's a veteran as well. So if y'all have never followed 
Real World Tactical. Go out to his page, check him out. That dude will light a fire under your ass just yeah, through his Instagram tactical, page. Man, that dude is badass. All right, yeah. dude. So, uh, getting into your uh, your online training, mm. what made you want to get into uh, coaching people? Well, I wanted to. There's a whole bunch of bullshit out there, man. Like people selling all kind of crap and all kind of crappy workout plans, and nobody's getting results from it and stuff like that. So. I want to do my own thing, version of helping people, and but specifically focusing on like veterans, police officers, like tactical professionals and stuff like that. Yeah. So that's like my target market: people who are just like me, people that that can relate with me, and then and then want to work out and, and do what I did. Because mm. like when I first got out of the military, I had got blown up in Afghanistan, and I, I had a like a traumatic brain injury, like a TBI or whatever, uh-huh. and I couldn't work out anymore. Like so, when I would go to like do pull ups or like running or anything that would get my heart rate up i would get like pressure like built up in like the left side of my head and uh-huh. it would be like excruciating man i mean is it, make, like, is it like a headache like not i similar but like a thousand times worse man okay. like it, you, i can't even compare it to a headache it was just crazy so like they sent me to like get mir mris and like cat scans and stuff but they didn't know what was wrong and so like i had just gotten back from afghanistan and in afghanistan we're eating nothing but like mres and stuff you know what i mean what part of afghanistan were you i um, mean like kabul Couple. Like kind of like south, east, kind of like right on the edge of like Pakistan and stuff like that. Okay. Not Kandahar, not in the sand desert, but in like the mountains area. Okay. Yeah, like Kabul and the Tangi Valley and all that stuff. Um, and so like we're eating nothing but MREs and just like local food sometimes. So when I got back and I couldn't work out anymore, I was eating like fucking pizza, all the good food that I missed out <laughs> on, on 13 months. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then I just got really big. I got fat, bro. Like, you see my fat picture? Yeah. <laughs> bro, I mean, my face was like a basketball, dude. It was huge. Dude, when I got back from my deployment, I started getting so much weight because you don't, you don't eat any of that stuff. Yeah. You're, you're away from it. Yeah. I mean, we weren't eating MREs, but we were eating, like... You're eating the freaking, the chow hall food. The chow hall food. That's, that's not, not even that's much not, better, bro. That's not even much it's better like at all. It's like powdered eggs and... Oh, yeah, man. dude. And in, in the Navy, they make you uh, go uh, mess cranking, right? Mm. So you have to prep some of the food you have to wash all the dishes you have to clean everything so uh when they would tell us like hey we need y'all to mix the eggs i was like okay well where the egg shit where the eggs at we'll start cracking them. Yeah. like nah it's just powder just that water yeah. i was like oh that's what we're eating <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that shit is horrible oh man that's nasty i uh, did so uh well, yeah so i got like really big and really fat and then uh um some stuff happened relationship wise I don't think I need to go into any details but I'm sure everybody knows you know when you're in the military what happens you know what <laughs> I mean? and so like yeah I was going through like a as soon as I got out started going through like a divorce and stuff like that I mean immediately after I got out like the day I came back home um, started going through a divorce I was really fat and big and then like I didn't think that I had PTSD I mean you never think that you have PTSD or any kind of like depression or any kind of like Stuff like that. I never thought I did. I thought I was still the same as in the military. You know what I mean. And then, but when I got out, I was like, man, something's just not right. You know what I mean? You were taught to like suppress it. Like, hey, yeah. we got to move on to the next thing. We, we ain't got time for that. Yeah. And then I started getting like when I was going through the divorce, and then my brother died, and then I couldn't see my daughter anymore. Oh, you're and going through a shitty time. Bro. It was like everything happened all at once, man. And then I couldn't. I didn't have money to pay for my apartment because I just got out of the military. I didn't have a job. And then I got evicted from my apartment, and then I went to go live with my cousin in his apartment. I was, like, sleeping on his couch and stuff like that. And then one day, he's like, hey, man, let's go to the gym. You know, we'll go to uh, the fitness okay. condition that's in Arlington. So, uh, and I'm like, all right. So at that time, you were, going, you were coming out of the military. Yeah. You were going through a divorce. Uh-huh. You, you said you couldn't see your kid? Yeah, I didn't really see my okay. daughter. Okay. Of my own. You were transitioning out of the military. Yeah. 
You just got evicted. Yeah. You're broke. I'm guessing right for the most part. My brother died. Your brother died. Dude, that's a lot to go through at one time, man. Man, it was like a fucking hurricane of bullshit. (laughs) Wow, bro. And I was just like, fuck, man. And I I remember, like, I remember I was just, like, laying there. I was just, like, crying in my pillow, man. I felt like a little bitch. You know what I mean? I was just like, fuck. You gotta gotta let it out, though. You gotta let that out. And then I remember that morning I woke up and I was like, man, fuck this shit. Fuck that bitch. I was like, that bitch regret everything that she ever fucking did to me. You know what I mean? Uh And then I just, my mindset just changed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It was either I'm just gonna fucking lay here and die, or I'm gonna fucking. So that was like your awakening, like yeah, man, yeah. fuck all this. Yeah. Like you were just ba- basically saying fuck all the situations I'm going through. Yeah. It's time for me to fucking man up. Yeah, yeah. And start handling my shit. Yeah, that's pretty much what. And I was like, man, fuck this. I even, I was like, I went and got a uh, fuck this tattoo, which is the one that you see right here. <laughs> that, that big ass tattoo you have. <laughs> Dude, yeah. what, what what is that tattoo? Explain it. Polynesian tribal. So Poly- it's like it's kind of like the same kind of tattoo like the Rock has, but it's like like Polynesian people that have their this is their type of tribal. I think it looks better, but it's basically it just made me feel better about my war on life. That's what I call it. You know what I mean? Like I'm not gonna let life push me around. I'm a fucking warrior, man. Fuck this. That's how I feel about life. Not every chest tattoo. Shit to me, you know what I mean? Yeah. And so it kind of gave me power in a way. You know what I mean? How long did it to, take? To make me feel, uh, shoot, around like 20-something hours, man. Damn. I went eight hours straight, and then the tattoo artist had to stop because his hand went numb from the, from the, <laughs> the gun vibrating. And so then after that, I went to like four more four-hour sessions. Mm-hmm. Yeah, maybe between 20 and 30 hours, probably. That's a, that's a badass tattoo. Appreciate Damn, that. dude, you went through some shit. Just yeah, and, and that time it was like, yeah, it was much. And I never thought that that was gonna happen to me. Like I thought I was just gonna get out and everything's gonna be cool. And then how, all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like, boom! Like, how I, old were you at this time? Twenty four. You were twenty four. Yeah. Damn. Dude. I was twenty four, and it was just like, fuck. And yeah. then after that, I just developed that mind. And then I also read a book too called uh, the book that really changed my mindset before I got out. Like while I was, it was right after I finished deployment. I came back and I read a book called uh, "Think and Grow Rich" by Napoleon Hill, and that that book like opened my mind to like fucking new possibilities, man. It was crazy. It was like taking the red pill in the Matrix. You know, what I mean? <laughs> like you can take yeah. the red pill or the blue and, pill and stay where you're at, or you can take the blue pill and see how deep the rabbit hole goes. Man, I read that book and my mind has never been the same. And you can't go back after you read. Yeah, dude. Book. You know, I just started reading. I haven't read that one yet. I just started reading that one. But dude, every entrepreneur, every person that I've talked to, they always say read that book. Bro, I, I wouldn't be the same type of person I am today if I didn't read that book. I would have just been like normal. I wouldn't have known anything, but I would have just been like the normal mm-hmm. whatever person. Bro, after I read that entire book, it was like anything, possibilities were fucking endless, man. I, mm-hmm. I was just like, fuck. And then, and then once that shit happened where my brother and I got out and all that stuff and I was all depressed and stuff, then that stuff started coming to my mind again. The book that I read, I started reading it again. And I was like, man, fuck this. I'm just going to, mm-hmm. I'm going to make this shit happen. I'm not going to let anything hold me back. I'm mm-hmm. not going to let that bitch hold me back. <laughs> I'm not going to let life hold me back. Uh-huh. I'm going to get this badass tattoo. <laughs> and it sounded like at that so, time, like you were trying to just like find, myself find yourself, but that aggression, you were using it as energy. Like yeah. you were like saying, man, fuck this situation. Fuck all these people who did me wrong. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go and I'm going to I'm gonna do something because I'm not going to be stuck right where I am. Yep. You know, and that kind of it goes back to where in the military, how they always like, they teach you like keep moving forward, like always keep going. Um, what, uh, accomplish the next objective finish yeah. the mission like all those things that you learn yeah. in, in boot camp and uh, and you're just being in the military yeah. like uh, I always 
preach to a lot of my military folks who I train is about always go back to their core values. Mm. So it sounds like what you were going through is like you kind of lost, um, I want to say, uh, like, I don't want to say you lost integrity, but yeah. you were finding it all over again. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, just, man, you know what? This isn't me. I'm not like this. This isn't my lifestyle. I'm a... You're like you have that. I'm a, I'm a fucking beast. I'm a fucking veteran. Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> like every, I think every veteran has that moment. Like I'm a goddamn veteran, yeah. <laughs> and uh, we we go through that. And especially when we're coming out of the military and we're trying to do better for ourselves, you know. And that's kind of we use our way to get back into our military mind and mm. move forward. Like, all right, what what's the first thing that we had to do? I gotta start working out. Yeah, gotta start working out and, daily. And, and that's and that's what happened. So like my cousin. So going back to like I was at my cousin's apartment sleeping on his couch. Still didn't have a job yet or nothing. Fucking mm-hmm. broke. He's like, man, let's go to the gym. He even took me because I was still wearing the same old ass clothes that I was wearing before I got into the military. Like fucking tall tees. And, <laughs> bro, I'm not even playing. He's like, bro, we got to do a makeover. Like this fool took me to like Express and like American Eagle. Bought me, helped me find new clothes, like new outfits. It and is stuff your cousin? Like that. Yeah. You, I don't know if you know uh, Andrew Ortega. No, I don't oh, know. Okay. Yeah. Um, so like he took me and did my whole fucking makeover. Let's go to the gym. We went to Fitness Connection. And I signed up. I this was back in like yeah, like two thousand twelve, man. The one in Arlington. Okay. And I paid like the seventy dollars to for the application, then it's like ten dollars a month or whatever. Yeah. And then we started going and I started having competitions with my cousin, like, man, I can lose more fat than you or whatever. And then man, I just I, after about a month, I started seeing like my body start to change and then I got addicted, man. I was like, Man, I'm gonna keep going. I'm gonna so you took all that you took all that negative energy and turned it into something positive excuse me you turned it on to your own personal development and turned it into something like now now that you're launching your online trading Mm -hmm. you look like you want to share that that experience with other people yeah so that's basically what it's about you know those are the people that i'm looking to help people who are not just veterans and um, military and police officers, but uh, people that are going through like PTSD, depression, and stuff like yeah. that. And curing that stuff through fitness and working out because that's what helped me just change everything. I mean, my depression, everything stopped after about like a week or two. Mm-hmm. I would say even after the first few days, man, just feeling good. You know what I mean? Just yeah. going and getting a workout. It's like all that serotonin and stuff from the workout and everything. I just felt like... Like, I was progressing, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, you, I was doing something positive with my life and that I was doing, that I was going to become better because of it. So, like, man, just helping people mm-hmm. to fix their depression and PTSD and, you know, um, stuff like that through fitness, man. That That's dude, what really, it's, really changed my life. It, it, dude, the same boat here, man. That's what fitness did for me. When uh, I knew when I was getting out of the military, the only thing, I, even though I was still gaining weight, I would still work out. Mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I would just go to the gym and just do some shit for an hour or two hours and just stay there because, you know, you're trying to find answers to questions you don't even know what to ask. Yeah. So as you're, you're, you're thinking, have that time to yourself, you're working out and you had your cousin, Andrew, who seems like he was a huge influence in your life on transitioning from that negative mindset to that, uh, to the positive mindset that you have now because now every time I see you dude you're always smiling you're always like yeah dude I got this going on (laughs) hey bro I just got this camera like last time you had the camera the other time you were the first time we worked out you just finished your competition I had just finished mine so we were talking about competitions last time we worked out you were telling me like you just became a cop you uh uh, you're, you just bought a new camera that you're yeah. recording your fitness videos in. And I see all your stuff on Instagram. You're doing the IGTV, putting out yeah. valuable information out there on building muscle, diet tips. And now with your online coaching program, dude, you're nonstop grinding, <laughs> yeah. brother. I'm always trying to do something, man. Like, I, I feel like 
I can't just sit on the couch, man. Like, I, I don't know if I have that fucking itch or something, but I always have to be doing something. Uh-huh. Like, learning something or trying to do something new or trying to progress in my life, become better. Yeah. So, it's like, I'm always going to be doing something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's just, I don't know if it's just my personality or what. I think, I don't know if it was the book that opened me up to doing mm-hmm. stuff like that. The Think and Grow Rich book. And but, they say, uh, once you're on a path of personal development, you can't get off of it. Yeah, I think that's that's what happened. Like, man. you cannot get off of it because if you do, happened. when you become stagnant, you're just like, all right, I just need to do something. I yeah. need to go do something. I need to go find another book. These books aren't interesting me. Let me find another one. Like, even if I, even if it was freaking, like, knitting, I'm going to be the next best fucking, like, sweater knitter. You know Y'all heard I mean? that? Y'all heard that? <laughs> Chris Ortega said he's going to start getting into knitting. Like, <laughs> no matter what, like, I'll be 90 years old and, like, I have nothing else to do. I'm going to learn how to knit sweaters. Best believe I'm going to go read all the books on knitting sweaters. I'm going to be the best sweater knitter. I'm going to make sweater knitting courses to help people knit sweaters. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's, that's what's up, dude. That's what's up, man. It's glad to, to hear that, uh, you know, even though when shit got really bad, uh, you, you turned it into something positive. Now, I kind of want to take it back to when you were in Afghanistan, if mm. you don't mind. Yeah. How long were you in Afghanistan? Uh, like 13 months. Was that your only deployment? You only did one deployment or did yeah, you do yeah. two? Yeah, because I got injured on uh, on that deployment. I couldn't go on the next one. We're supposed to deploy like six months after we got back. Okay. Already, so so um, did you see any combat? Did I see combat? Every yeah. fucking day. Every fucking day. Every fucking day, bro. <laughs> that's what's up. I mean, that uh, that's what's up, dude. So... Uh, when I, the reason why I asked that, I'm not a combat veteran. Yeah. I, mean, I was in the Navy. Yeah. We didn't, but we shot at fucking dolphins. <laughs> not literally. We didn't shoot at dolphins. Bro, Peter's going to come and fucking <laughs> blow your gym up, bro. <laughs> but nah, so uh, tell me, what was it like being in Afghanistan? On What was Man, like was your like, daily routine? It was like walking into the Bible, bro. Like, if you ever can picture the Bible in real life, like, that's what Afghanistan is like. There's no running water, no electricity. Every place is just like a village. You know what I mean? And everybody's wearing man dresses and sandals and, and riding camels and stuff, bro. It's literally just like you're walking in a, in a time machine into the Bible, man. Huh. So, and uh, I guess my daily schedule, man, it was it was different all the time. But we'd go on our patrols and stuff like that, patrol the village. And uh, we're supposed to be, we're always supposed to be looking for, like, um, like the Taliban hiding out, trying to figure mm-hmm. out where they were hiding out at. We'd uh, have meetings with, like, the local people local villages every village was different so one village they would hate us and throw rocks at us and like shoot at us and stuff in another village all the kids would come out and we'd give them candy and stuff like so it was different and every little village is like really close so it's weird man trying to win hearts and minds yeah and so we're just trying to weed out all the um all the taliban hideouts and stuff like that wherever they're hiding out and then they were like rock so like i don't even man we didn't even really have a schedule we would just every day was just different like some days they would rock at our fob at like two o'clock in the morning and we're on the quick reaction force so we'd have to wake up and throw our gear on and, and go out and figure out where they were shooting us from i think like with the satellites they could figure out where it came from but by the time we got there we would just see like the little tripod marks where they and shot they were already gone. and they're already gone man yeah and then we got hit with the ied so much that we just had to start walking like we just did foot patrols we couldn't even use our vehicles so when you say you got blown up was it what were you blown up with so like there was a there was a rocket because we got hit with rockets all the fucking time man and so one time when they hit us with a rocket, um, we're on the QRF, so we're like, fuck, we got to go out. We threw on all our gear. I think it was like one in the afternoon or something like that. It was daytime. So, so for those of you who don't know what QRF means, that means quick reaction force. Yeah, quick reaction force. That means they're the first ones to go. Yeah, we're the first ones to go. So I was the combat medic with them, and uh, I was the only medic there, I think, on our 
on our cop. Okay, so a cop is a, a combat operation post. So it's smaller than a five forward operation base. So cop is just like a little bitty. I don't know if there's maybe like a hundred people on it or whatever. I was the only medic there on the whole. No cop shit. For like a hundred people. Yeah. So I was basically like the doctor. <laughs> You're a doc. I was. The, I got something on my I nuts. I was the doctor. Here, here's my ibuprofen. <laughs> Bro, I gave a lot of ibuprofen out. But uh, but yeah. So like a rocket hit, and they're like, "Fuck!" We put on all of our gear. Uh, my gear was in the in the M wrap in the big fucking truck. So we run out to the trucks. Open up the the MRAP door it sits about maybe like five feet high you know them trucks are high so like the door sits up like five feet high and then I open up the door and then another rocket hits like behind me and it fucking throws me into the armored door my head oh, hits shit. the armored door boom my head hits the armored door my feet fly from under me because the door hits, sits up high you know what yeah. I mean? and I just remember flying in the air and then just blacking out just blacked out and then I remember waking up and I woke up and there's fucking like dust flying everywhere and then my fucking there's a guy laying next to me that's got like freaking his intestines hanging out like oh, uh, shit. another guy in my squad or whatever and we're like fuck man so like I had a big old bump on my head but I didn't think anything of it you know what I mean it's just I just got bumped on the head and I am woke up and I'm fine or whatever so then I'm starting treating everybody else because I'm the only fucking medic there and so like I'm uh, got an IV bag tore it open so I could uh, moisten up his intestines or whatever and then wrapped them up with gauze so it'll keep his uh from getting infected or getting dirt on his intestines, then we called a we called a bird in, and then we put him on the on the Blackhawk, and then they took him to to Bagram, uh-huh. and from Bagram take him to like Germany or whatever and stuff like that. But that's basically what happened when I got oh like, wow blown up. That's crazy. That's- and then all the other times when we're in the MRAPs and the IEDs, I was lucky that I never got hit with an IED, but everybody else in the front of me and the back of me did. Uh-huh. And I remember one time an IED hit, and it had like fucking napalm in it, and the whole fucking MRAP. No went shit. In, went up in flames. But luckily, nobody... I mean, they got nobody out died. before the fire got everywhere else. So. Damn, dude. That's crazy, brother. That's fucking That's crazy. the shit that I do with on a daily basis in <laughs> Afghanistan, man. All right. Um, being that it's Memorial Day weekend, did you lose any friends out there? Yeah, yeah. And you, you wanted to say their names yeah. or anything like that? Well, Sergeant Mungia, he wasn't a sergeant thing. He was a E4 uh-huh. specialist. And, uh, and I was actually his TC, his truck commander. So he would drive... And I would be in the passenger seat. And we did that for like six months. Just me and him in, uh-huh. the, in the same truck. I remember one time we were driving in the freaking, uh, and the fire extinguisher just went off. And it was like nothing but smoke in the in the truck. We had to stop and stuff. We, I mean, we had a lot of funny things happen, fun times and stuff like that. And I remember one time they put him over where the special forces, uh, the special forces outpost. He had to, they wanted him to be in the guard shack. So he was in the guard shack. You know, the big, the big tower or whatever. Yeah. He was in the guard shack at the special operations post. And then we left to go to another cop to go somewhere else. And when we left that night, um, I think a rocket hit right into the middle of the of that post. And then I had just seen him. And I was with him for like six months until that point. And then uh-huh. they said when it exploded, I mean, you couldn't even see him. Couldn't even? Yeah, I couldn't even Dang. recognize him. Like, he was just gone, man. Wow, man. So like, Sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah, it's um, all good, man. But you know what? They say, like, um, I remember, like, when we would do our... Uh, our, our our patrols our watches would either walking down on the pier guarding the ship and it's like man when you're on patrol and with uh with you and another person even if somebody you've never met like you start developing a bond with that person because it becomes routine like hey you know at this time you're on watch or on patrol with this person and you know have your own conversations going that's probably like the only time you ever really talk to that person yeah. is when you're doing those things and that's when you start to like to find out who they are, what kind of person they are. Yeah, like like with him, he was from uh like he was from Guatemala, mm-hmm. and they 
brought him to the military so that he could get his citizenship. And like the day before, they did the citizenship ceremony. Oh, he just became a citizen? Yep, they did. Man. He was in the military for two years, and then he gave him his citizenship. And we did the ceremony, and they salute the flag and everything, and they gave him his citizenship. The next day, boom, dead, man. Wow. Now, um, when you work out, dude, do you ever put yourself back in, like, your deployment uh, mentality, like, and go hard on in the gym? Do you ever Have you ever done that? Mm. Like, do you ever use, like, man, I remember when I was in the military, we were working out or just something like yeah. some type of no something I, I, I never use the military but i i'll use like back when i was like fucking homeless and shit like when i was a kid because uh-huh. like because like we grew up like so fucked up man like we grew up, <laughs> like for real dude like we grew up homeless and like i had like in, living in a fucking crack house and shit so you hear that people he grew up a little fucked up so if you're a little fucked up out there <laughs> we're all a little fucked up the minute you decide to too. embrace it you can use it as fuel and so basically that's what i would do man go forward so like I would just I would think about that stuff when I'm working out like like what happened to my little brother and uh-huh. uh, what happened to me and my my what basically what happened to me and my little brother my little sister and the way we grew up or whatever and the fucked up shit that happened to us I'll uh-huh. I'll use that and I'll think about that and I'll just get fucking angry man I'll just push it in the gym you know? start hitting the bench because I don't I never wanted to to live like that ever again yeah the way we had to live and man. so that's what pushed me to keep to become better and better and better. that's not even motivation right there that's just fucking pure determination like like there's no way i'm going back to that i'm going to do everything possible that i have in my power to Mm. keep to give your kids Mm. or like i always say my kid a better life so they don't have to experience that yeah that's basically what it was and so now 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 so it sounds like you have that determination to always get better and provide a better lifestyle for your daughters and your wife, right? Yeah, for sure, man. So when it goes into your training, you're like, I don't know if this is, this is what I do. Like I'm always looking for something deeper inside my client to like pull it out of them because like, (laughs) you you can see them, like you can see, like when I'm training somebody, like you can see them in their heads, just, it's just holding them back. And it's usually just themselves that's holding them back. And when you train and you push them and you get them to get better and you like, hey, mm. quit fighting it. Like, quit fighting it. Yeah. Just surrender to that pain. Surrender to that suffering and pull that shit out of you. Mm. Because once you get it out of you, you just feel fucking... You just feel a way that you've never felt before. It's like mm. freedom. Yeah. Like, you're free from all your own mental chaos. Mm. And you use that... Everything you've gone through... Uh, like, my mentor, uh, Ed Milet, he says this all the time. Things don't happen to you they happen for you mm. so if you dig back all everything you went through all, like you say we, you grew up fucked up what happens with you and your brother and your sister mm. and going into the military what happened with you in the military coming out of the military the the misery you went through and like now dude like that online coaching i'm gonna go ahead and say this and i'm pretty sure this is what you'll, you'll agree with me on this one it's just to show everybody how to be a better version of themselves and just be fucking happy yeah man. right yeah for sure for sure, right? Man. Yeah, that's exactly exactly right, man. And that's what it's about, man. That's what, and that's what I think what people misunderstand what fitness is. And when you said like all these bullshit programs that aren't doing anything for anybody, and Instagram I don't think it's, models and, <laughs> and <laughs> all these Instagram models and shit. And it's not the fucking picture. It's like, are you truly living that lifestyle of pos- of being positive of gratitude of helping other people become the better versions of themselves yeah. and 
you said you read Napoleon Hill's Thinking Grow Rich. I also saw you posted a. Like you read David Goggins' book. Oh man, bro, David Goggins can't hurt shit, me, bro. Like if you think about, if you if anybody ever reads that book, you have no, you have no fucking excuses David on Goggins what to do. It's crazy, man. <laughs> like his whole story is, is like if, if it's it, like when you hear his story, and dude, no lie, like your story, bro. That's what, I never knew any of this about yeah. you. I knew you were in the military. Yeah. I knew. Uh, you worked out. I knew you were a fitness competitor. I knew your father. I knew you were a, a law enforcement officer. Uh, I know you post a lot about your wife, uh, but like all your backstory, I didn't know anything about that. Yeah. Like that, that, that. Thank you for sharing that with me, no man. Problem. And dude, everybody's in a fucking. Everybody's <laughs> in fucking love this shit, bro. Uh, but that's fucking. That's real life shit, bro. Yeah. That's real life shit. And to put yourself out there in a position to influence other people, like hey doesn't matter what you're going through if you start focusing on what you can control yeah. which is what you eat how you train mm-hmm. and how often you train and who you're getting coached by mm-hmm. is ultimately going to determine your results because you can buy any fucking workout program out there yeah i tell this to a, everybody that comes into my gym like you don't you're not paying me for a workout like you can go to youtube and instagram and yeah. get all these free workouts out there they're out there it's how you're going to execute on that workout yeah what's the coaching uh, that you're gonna get behind that workout. That's what you're paying for. That's what matters. Yeah, yeah. And dude, I know when you when this your uh, online program launches and you're going, it's gonna it's gonna fucking take off, bro. I hope so, man. <laughs> I'm it's gonna, gonna I'm fucking gonna, take I'm off. I'm not gonna brother. stop until I can help as many people as I can. So I'm that's just keep learning and keep trying and keep doing what I can. And you know what, bro? And that's how it that's how it goes, man. And if you need anything, brother, you need any advice on coaching or you need just want to shoot the shit or just get a workout in, dude, hit me up, brother. For sure. Straight man. up, man. Hit me up. Now, where can people find you at? Okay, so if you go to Facebook, you can find me on Facebook. Just type in uh, Chris Ortega Fitness um, on Facebook. On Instagram, uh, it's going to be Chris Ortega Fit on Instagram. And where else can those are the two main places that I'm at right now. And then my website, if you want to check out my uh, training program, go to tacticalwarriortransformation.com. And that's where you can get started on your transformation today. If you want to work with me personally. Check and, out that uh, video he posted. He posted a badass <laughs> fucking video. Like, it almost made me want to join the military all over again. <laughs> I was like, damn, I want to go fucking get me my gun and shit. Let me go back to the military. Oh, the one I put on Facebook? <laughs> yeah, that was oh, a badass okay. video, brother. Appreciate it. So, Chris Ortega Fitness? Yeah, Chris Ortega Fitness on Facebook. And then Chris Ortega Fit on Instagram. And then my website is uh, tacticalwarriortransformation.com. TacticalWarriorTransformation.com. Brother, I appreciate you for coming out here, bro, being on the podcast, man. Thank you, guys. If y'all could all do me a favor, give Chris a follow. If you've got valuable information out of this podcast, please send it to a friend and drop us a five-star rating and a review on uh, iTunes, Spotify, uh, Anchor, wherever you're listening to it, and subscribe. Thank you, guys. Thank you for tuning into the podcast. Y'all have a great fucking day. Peace.